0: Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today is another bite-sized episode from me. And before I launch into this, and in this episode I'm going to be talking about nine ways that therapy can help manage disordered eating, eating disorders, just want to say a big thank you to everyone who is listening and downloading the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast episodes. Since I have introduced bite-sized episodes, my listenership has increased by about 45% since the beginning of December, which is fantastic. So I am aiming to try and keep going with some of the bite-sized episodes. I can't promise that I will maintain it because Ultimately, my self-care and my sanity and my mental health is the most important thing. (laughs) And I need to set an example and make sure that I really look after myself and don't overdo it. But when I have energy and feel inspired to share something with you, I am going to be producing some more bite-sized episodes. So I want to talk today about nine ways that therapy can help you overcome deal with, support you in coping with an eating disorder. Now, I just want to say, I am an integrative counsellor. This is one perspective on how therapy can help you. I'm not saying my way is the only way. And I think there's an awful lot of nuance in recovery. I'm talking more generally here for people probably who are having outpatient therapy, who are probably not in hospital and have eating disorder struggles, but are possibly still functioning in quite a lot of areas of life, but their life is still really, really compromised. So I just want to make that really, really clear. I guess these, I'm going to give you a perspective here, my perspective, but this is not the only perspective and is definitely not one size fits all. So if you're listening to this and afterwards you feel like actually that just doesn't work for me that is fine I always say to people you are the expert on you there are multiple different ways that people are supported in recovery and also it's not always just through talking therapy or therapy you know I'm just thinking recently I had Eve Jones on talking about art therapy some people find um movement be really really helpful um meditation all kinds of things supportive friendships I think everyone's journey is very, very individual. Anyway, but I'm gonna give you my perspective and it is just a perspective. So, nine ways that therapy can help you overcome an eating disorder. So, before I launch in, it's probably worth saying as well that you might feel really dubious about how, how therapy could help you. Perhaps the eating disorder feels entrenched, it's part of your identity, and losing it might feel like, you know, losing a friend. And maybe have fears about change and feel anxious when considering a life without it. How could a counselor or therapist possibly help you untangle this complicated relationship you have with the eating disorder? And these can be real and very common anxieties when you're first thinking about having therapy. So let's talk about different ways therapy can help. One, Therapy can help you if you feel ambivalent about changing your habits. So if you're feeling in two minds about changing changing your eating disorder behaviours, habits, whatever you want to call them. So it's very common that you'll feel in two minds about change. One part of you desperately wants to move on and let go of a destructive relationship with food and your body. However, another part of you might just feel that you just can't. And this can feel really confusing as your feelings about the eating disorder as well might vary day by day or even hour by hour. But what's so helpful in therapy is your therapist can help you explore this ambivalence and recognise what the eating disorder really means to you and how it is helping you cope. Maybe it's a way of coping with difficult feelings. Maybe it's a way of trying to control your weight. Maybe it's deeply familiar and offers safety and reassurance. But in therapy, you can gain greater understanding about your ambivalence and this can be powerful and really help you start to put some building blocks in place for change. And I think it's so helpful in therapy to be able to explore the ambivalence because often outside the therapy room, you may may feel that people around you are constantly worried about you. Asking if you're going to change, in a way pushing for all the negatives of the eating disorder. And this can make you almost inadvertently cling more to the eating disorder, cling more to the in inverted commas benefits of it. But actually in the therapy room you can start to explore some of those benefits. obviously they're maladaptive benefits i want to make that very very clear but just having that safe space to really explore how it's helping you cope what you actually like about it even though you have many costs and um, negative aspects to it too that can be incredibly helpful so that's number one helping you explore your ambivalence number two you can start to understand some of the possible reasons about why you have developed an eating disorder now This is not a simple cause and effect solution. However, it's often a combination of different events, life experiences, genetics, all sorts of things. And um, I think as well, it's so individual for each person. Like two people can seem to go through a very, very similar life experience and have, you know, be exposed maybe to similar traumas or similar bereavements or losses or stresses. And one might develop an eating disorder, one might cope in a completely different way. So it's really, really complex. However, what therapy can do is offer you a safe space to really start to explore some of the things that may have contributed to the development of your eating disorder. And you can start to piece together the parts of the jigsaw puzzle to gain some clarity. And that can just be so helpful because of you may have no clue about why you have developed it, what has contributed to it, some of the things that may be underneath eating disorder that have left you not feeling good enough in some way. And therapy can really offer a very safe space where you can start to explore those things bit by bit as you feel comfortable with. And sometimes in therapy, you may not be in a place where you're actively ready to change your eating disorder behaviors. However, the first step is gaining this awareness and understanding, and that can be incredibly helpful and powerful. And sometimes that needs to come first before you're in more of the active change place. But that's still a really important step and um, very, very valuable. Number three, you'll start to develop helpful self-awareness. Now, Often before you go into therapy, you may have some self-awareness. You may be someone who is quite psychological. You may naturally be very interested in understanding yourself, sort of psychoanalyzing yourself, talking to your friends and exploring all the different things that make up your psyche. But you may not be that way at all. There's no right or wrong here. But therapy can give you the space to be able to begin to look inwards, become more self-aware and to understand yourself. And this can help you begin to have more of a bird's eye view to be more of an observer of your life rather than just completely in it. You can begin to recognise different triggers maybe that may be setting off eating disorder behaviours. You can begin to understand yourself and why you perhaps use different coping strategies. You can begin to explore your emotions, can begin to gain awareness of your thoughts. And awareness usually needs to come first before any active change can occur. Number four, your therapist can help you break free from the dieting mindset. Gosh, that sounds like very liberating, doesn't it? (laughs) Now, when you have an eating disorder... Foods will often be very much seen as good and bad and your judgment around your eating will be extreme and it's no surprise is it that we live in a culture where certain bodies are completely celebrated and idealized. We live in a culture where diets are promoted as a normal thing. It's a multi-million dollar or is it even billion dollar? I don't know. It's a huge, hugely profitable industry and um, it is very seductive to be following all these different diets and wellness plans and all sorts. And anyone that listens to this podcast before will say that, will recognise that I often talk about us all being on the spectrum somewhere between like a really healthy relationship with food and a full-blown eating disorder. And many of us are probably somewhere in that middle ground. But in the culture we live in, much of, the disordered eating that goes on is very normalised, you know, normalised within fitness, it's sort of normalised to be sort of dieting and day-to-day life. And we don't really see the, the link really, that so many of us sometimes can be quite close to an eating disorder, even though we're actually in that disordered eating place. So it's starting to take a step back, starting to question things, starting to realise that maybe there's another way of looking at things. Maybe we're carrying such a lot of fat phobia and weight stigma, Maybe we have all these dichotomous views around food, black and white thinking, healthy, unhealthy, and maybe this is leading to very disordered eating behaviours. So counselling can help you begin to challenge this mindset as you learn to think differently and to develop a healthier relationship with food. And I sometimes think in recovery, you almost need to really get in your own lane and step Aside from the culture, walk a different road, a road less traveled, but I'm telling you, it is a happier and much more fulfilling road to be walking on. So moving on to number five, therapy can also help you manage difficult emotions. So eating disorder behaviors are often a way of unconsciously dealing with tricky emotions. Through binging, through restricting, through focusing on your body, you might feel temporary distraction or relief from your feelings it might make you feel a bit numb which can be protective if some feelings are very very difficult to engage with so counselling offers a safe place to explore these feelings without judgment and i think what's really important to say here is that a lot of people are really wary of going along to therapy because they're worried they're going to open this big can of worms everything's going to come out of this can in one big whoosh and it's going to be overwhelming and unbearable and you're going to start crying and never be able to stop and it's all just going to be very messy and painful. Now not to say that all those things can be true about therapy but I think something just to reassure you about is that in therapy you can start to take baby steps with embrace engaging and embracing your emotional world. You don't have to like let everything out the can in one go. You can start to dip your toe into the water. You can start to become more aware of your feelings, start to express some of your feelings, start to feel some of your feelings in your body and to begin to do that in a very slow and gradual way. And you can be in control of that process. Your counsellor is not going to push you to go to areas that you're not ready for yet. So that can be done, you know, the whole process can be done um, in a managed way. And actually, when we're not tuned into our feelings, we are missing such a vital barometer inside of us, which is guiding us and letting us know, you know, how we are interacting with the world. So actually, it's such a beneficial thing to do, even if you feel a bit wary about it. And for good mental well-being it is really important for us to be able to deal with emotions effectively and to learn better coping strategies when we feel distressed or anxious or sad or upset because if we use restriction focusing on our body binge eating these are maladaptive coping strategies which can offer some relief some distractions some numbing but they don't really solve the problem and the emotions don't go away number six Counselling will give you some much needed thinking space and mental clarity. So with your mind channeling 60,000 thoughts plus a day and many being repetitive, you can understand the power of your thinking. So when you have an eating disorder, your thoughts will be dominated by food, weight and shape concerns. And you might also experience anxiety around these issues and your thoughts might feel wildly out of control therapists can help you work with your thoughts firstly to develop awareness of them and then to be more accepting of these as just thoughts so you can be taught to challenge unhelpful thoughts with more rational alternatives so that can be sort of using something like cognitive behavior therapy where you start to really look at your thoughts in a much more scientific observer type way and we often just assume that our thoughts are facts But when we start to really delve a bit deeper we can understand that actually that is not really true and we often attach a lot of emotion and a lot of you know many stories to our thoughts but when we start to unpick these and look at them in a different way we can start to really begin to shift our thoughts because we work as well on our underlying beliefs and untangling the big complex knot which makes up part of our psyche so this can be really helpful also as well some therapists will support you with being more mindful about your thoughts as well so maybe not so much challenging them but just seeing them as thoughts seeing as them seeing them as something that's just just a thought and attaching far less meaning to it and i find as well Different people find different approaches helpful here, so it's important to work with the individual, but I think what's really vital here is that we develop a different relationship with our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. Thoughts are just thoughts. Okay, number seven. In therapy, you can develop self-compassion and a healthier body image. So it's highly likely that if you have an eating disorder, your body image is probably going to be really really negative you might strongly dislike your body and feel uncomfortable with it you probably focused on it a lot so therapy can really help you begin to improve your body image you can actively learn to develop a kinder relationship towards your body so achieving some self-acceptance and maybe more body neutrality where you value your body much more for what it can do and also you pay far less attention to it you can learn to appreciate and value your body for its strength and mobility rather than judging it so harshly on just aesthetics. And also, you know, there's a lot of evidence and research that shows the benefits of self-compassion. Learning to become more self-compassionate is one of the most helpful things that a human being can do. And there are certain skills which you can learn in therapy which can really, really support you in becoming more self-compassionate. And these are highly valuable skills and also definitely have a real impact, not just on eating disorder behaviors, but on body image, on anxiety, on depression, all kinds of things. Okay, number eight, you will discover new ways to boost self-esteem and self-worth. So if you have an eating disorder, your self-worth will probably be predominantly based on your body shape or weight. And when you're doing well with this, you'll feel good or a bit better. When you're feeling out of control and things are not going so well, you may feel guilty, anxious and ashamed. So in therapy, your therapist can help you to value yourself for more than your body size. You can start to get much more in touch with your values, to think about what are the things that are really important to you and how can you begin to value your worth from a whole range of things rather than focusing so much on your body. Now, this can be very hard at first as you're probably your own worst critic and you may have relied on manipulation of your weight as a way of boosting self-esteem. But beginning to value yourself for your many other attributes and to be kinder in your self-evaluation allows self-esteem to be slowly rebuilt. So again, I think with working on self-esteem, you can really start to look at what are your core beliefs and how do you feel about yourself deep down? Often underneath an eating disorder, you're probably not feeling good enough in some way. And the eating disorder has become a coping strategy, a maladaptive coping strategy to boost self-esteem and to feel better. But of course it doesn't work. It gives glimmers of self-esteem, but it's not like sustainable. And it relies often so much on the external rather than developing that internal inner core of self-esteem and high resilience. Number nine, If you relapse as well, your therapist will be there to help you. So relapse is an absolutely normal part of the process of recovery. It's very, very rare that someone would just wake up one day and be able to just stop doing their eating disorder behaviours. It just doesn't happen. Um, I mean, of course, prove me wrong. (laughs) I'm happy for anyone. If that's happened for you, you know, good. That's wonderful. But I think for most of us, it's a pretty bumpy old road. So it's quite unlikely you'll just wake up one day and say goodbye to the eating disorder once and for all. Change takes time and you will often fall down many times along the recovery road. Relapse is part of the process and provides a valuable opportunity for learning, building resilience and awareness. your therapist can really help you to manage relapse and also support you in identifying triggers for this. And you can also start to frame relapse in a very different way. You know, a lapse is just a learning experience. It's something to fine-tune your awareness. It's just part of the process. And actually, dealing with relapse in a much more constructive way helps you move away from all-or-nothing thinking. And that makes this recovery much more sustainable. So there you go. There are nine different ways that therapy can help you. Now, obviously, this is just some ideas and it delves into some areas but I guess I could go on more and I'm sure there are other therapists that will be working in very different ways that will also help you very brilliantly in the way that they are working too. So I think the important message is these are some ideas, it can give you a bit of an insight into how therapy can help but you know there are lots of different therapies out there, lots of different ways of working. It's really important that you find therapist if you're looking for a therapist that suits you and ultimately the relationship is the most important thing you need to find someone that you can talk to who you can feel that you can open up to and build trust that is the most fundamental fundamentally important thing so i just want to leave you with a few final thoughts just to say it is possible to change and to recover from an eating disorder The road will not always be smooth and there will be many inevitable bumps on the journey. However, it is worth taking the courageous step to reach out and have counselling or therapy. Letting go of an eating disorder can be about finding yourself again and engaging more fully with life. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're not following me again, if you're not following me again, if you're not following me on Instagram even, (laughs) do seek me out. At the eating disorder therapist underscore for further support with your relationship with food. Do go to the eating disorder uk. Just to say, I do have a waiting list at the moment, so I won't be able to see you immediately. Um, so but do get in touch if you want to find out more. I do also have an online course if you're interested in that. Um, 10 Steps Towards Intuitive Eating. This can be a great course if you already have made some progress in recovering from an eating disorder but you're really looking for those supportive steps to take you to the next level and it's made up of videos and lecture content so if you like online learning I would really recommend that. Thank you as well to everyone who sends me all the lovely comments about how helpful you're finding the podcast I really appreciate it and I can't believe actually that people are really listening all over the world it's quite incredible and um, I'm literally sitting here with a hat on in my leopard print pajamas and um, how incredible to be able to reach so many people um, it is really really amazing and I am very grateful for that so if you enjoy this podcast I'd be so grateful if you'd follow rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.